Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories, and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for being with me here today as we talk about truly solving the problem. You know, all too often, and I'm guilty of this, I know none of you are, but but I'll just, you know, expose myself and tell you my flaws. There are times when I struggle with things, but I'm not really, truly trying to solve the problem. I... And I don't know if any of the rest of you have ever done this, but I kind of circle around the problem and look at it. And, you know, sometimes we even get comfortable. Rather than being uncomfortable, we get okay with that thorn under our skin, as it were. And we don't really fix it. Um, This can be especially true in our businesses because... You know, all too often in our business, something goes on and it becomes the culture of our company to do things, uh, you know, kind of wrong. There's a book that was written many years ago, I think it was actually in the late 80s, that was called Don't Worry, Be Crappy. Um, And the guy talks about the whole entire culture of Microsoft and the concept of them launching things that they knew they had problems you know, in the software updates, in the newer version of Windows, whatever it might be, um, and then fixing it after it's already out there live. Um, And that kind of, in a lot of ways, has become culturally the way a lot of companies run their company is by just, yeah, don't worry about it, you know, just be crappy, go out there and drop it all out there. And, and, And the problem with that is, is that not only does it create a really bad upfront customer experience, but secondarily, a lot of times the problems don't get solved. And any of us that have been around for a while and had different iterations of Microsoft, uh, you know, would be the first ones to tell you there are certain versions of it that, you know, we didn't mind and other versions of it that we've just absolutely hated. Um, you know, and, and a lot of that comes down to that. The same thing is true in our physical health in our physical bodies, a lot of times we are the way we are, we live the way that we live because we've just become comfortable with it. And we've stopped even looking at or really even seeing the problem as a problem. It's just the way it is. And so why would you change something that is just the way it is? I mean, if it's raining today, you just put on a raincoat and you go outside. You don't try to, probably, you don't try to change the weather because you know you don't have that power, right? So you just accept it. And we become that way with a lot of the things in our lives. We hold ourselves back from truly thriving from thriving and being truly free because we've just become truly okay. That's why I love so much the word thriving because it stretches us, it reaches us out to that point of exceeding our expectations, of really truly breaking the barriers and having a great life. And to do that, we need to truly solve the problems. We need to look at them We need to identify them. We need to acknowledge that they're real and not try to pretend that they don't exist. I know a lot of us are guilty of doing that sometimes. And then we need to find some tips, some tricks, some skills to be able to solve the problems, whether they're problems in our business 
or there are things in our personal life or with our personal health or even emotional issues that we can find a way to truly solve the problems. So to help you with that today, I've got three amazing guests. We're going to thrive together as we talk about this issue of truly solving the problem and living as a thriving entrepreneur. Let's jump into it. Join me in welcoming Matt Schlegel. Hey, Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well, thank you. Great to be here with you, Steve. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about you and how you show up in the world. Yeah, well, um, I am a, uh, a recent author. So I published my book, um, Teamwork 9.0, in March of 2020, just right as the pandemic was starting. Um, and I, um, you know, had been working on that book for about three years. So that was the culmination of, um, uh, of that work. And, um, and then, you know, since then, I've been doing essentially a virtual book tour <laughs> with, the, with the book um, and talking about how I uh, use a system called the Enneagram in um, helping teams work together more effectively. So that's one of the things that I love to do is get teams to work well. So you started teaching teamwork just before the world decided that we shouldn't have any more teamwork in person ever again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's something like that. I'd, I'd been doing the work for, uh, you know, years before that. So the, the book was just a, you know, one of those things that I, I firmly believe that I, you know, I wanted to, you know, do that. And um, I committed to it in 2010. And I actually sat down and started writing it out in 2016. Um, so it was a process to, to get there. But I'd been using the concepts of, of, you know, working with teams and getting teams to work well together for years before that. So you said you use the Enneagram. For people who aren't familiar with what that is, can you explain that to people in, in easy terms? Sure, sure. Um, it's... Uh, it's a system that um, is commonly known as a, a personality dynamic system. So people may be familiar with Myers-Briggs or DISC or Strength Finders. There's any number of systems out there um, that are personality tools. And um, the, the Enneagram um, system describes nine distinct dynamics. And you know, people you know, show up. Um, usually with a one of those primary dynamics, um, but then they can also move around um, between the dynamics depending on um, circumstances and situations. Um, so that's one way that the, the Enneagram is known and used. And there was another way that I discovered you could use the Enneagram. And this came to me when I asked the question, why are the Enneagram dynamics labeled with numbers? So there's a type one and a type two. And I'm like, that's interesting. Why not use letters or colors or, you know, there's any number of ways to describe these um, different personality dynamics, but they use numbers. And, and um, when, you know, after studying it more, I found that there is a reason why they're numbers, because the Enneagram is also describing a process, one through nine, and it's the process by which humans solve problems. So it's a human problem-solving process. And, and um, I started using the Enneagram as a problem-solving tool with teams in which we would um, use, you know, go through the nine steps and essentially get into the dynamic described by each one of those types and bring the whole team into that dynamic and then move them around through the nine steps. And teams just responded so well to that and we're able to work together and collaborate and solve big problems. 
and um, and and that's essentially what got me excited enough to go into consulting and um, and then write the book. So let me make sure I get this correctly because that sounds really kind of groundbreaking. So you're taking the nine different types of Enneagrams and basically using them as a nine-step formula for project completion. Did I repeat that back right? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And um, are, are you familiar with the Enneagram, Steve? Yes, I'm most familiar with the Myers-Briggs, but I've both of my parents have psychology degrees, so I've pretty well gone through all of them. <laughs> got it, got it. Well, well, just just as a really brief example, so type one of the Enneagram is uh, the, it, you know, sometimes people will give it the label of the perfectionist. And one of the characteristics of the type one is that they are the first one to see when something isn't right. And, and, and their instincts inform them that that's not right. It shouldn't be like this. It should be like that. And they use that word should, which, you know, what, whatever they're reacting to is, um, you know, they get this instinctual sense that that is not the way it should be. Well, what's the first step in problem solving? It's, hey, that's a problem. It shouldn't be like that. It should be like this. And, um, and so each one of these dynamics uh, that's described by the Enneagram is a step in problem solving. The first step being, hey, there's a problem. That makes sense. So yeah, so that's, that's how um, I've discovered uh, that you can use the Enneagram with teams. And, and although, you know, they may be of different Enneagram types, you know, everybody can get into that mindset of we're going to talk about the problem and get everybody to describe the problem from their perspective. And that's the step one that I'll, I'll take teams into. And then, you know, each, with each successive meeting or step, I'll take them into the dynamic of that particular Enneagram type and have them respond to that and then move them around through the nine steps to ultimately solve the problem. And I've done this dozens of times now with teams and um, it's just, it's so remarkably effective that um, I, I felt compelled to write the book and share that. Yeah, that's amazing stuff. So um, do you then, when you're working through this, you identify each individual's Enneagram type and then show how, when you get to that step, those people potentially have some inner track insight into being that step that way? That, yes, that's, that's such a great point. Um, well, you know, sometimes, um, you, you, first of all, just preface that you don't need to actually know your Enneagram style to use this process. So, and oftentimes I won't, you know, because when I'm brought in to facilitate a, um, a, you know, a team problem solving uh, initiative, um, you know, they'll just, whoever is hiring me to, to get that done, will just want to focus on solving the problem. It's usually some urgent big thing that needs to be solved. And, um, and so I'll, st I'll take them through the steps and I'll, I'll explain to them that, you know, this model is based on something called the Enneagram. And some people will be curious and want to know more, and I will share that with them. But I only um, will bring it up with the people who actually show an interest in it. You know, un unless, you know, the company wants me to do an Enneagram workshop, which I can do. But otherwise, if they just want to focus on the problem solving, I'll just focus on that. 
Um, but the interesting thing to your point is that as we move through the nine steps, you know, people love to play to their strength. And so you'll see when you get to that step, that how that step, that activity just resonates so much with the people of that Enneagram type. And in, in my book, I, I, I talk about this and, and I'll introduce um, the concept uh, of shared leadership. Because as you're moving around in, in problem solving, there will be some people who have strengths at that particular point in problem solving. And so we want to encourage those people to step up and show leadership and, and contribute in their, their fullest way because that's what is needed at that point. I encourage everybody to actually you know, participate, but it's fascinating for me to watch the people who are of that Enneagram type you know, really, really light up. And, um, and, and, and I say this, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll haven't necessarily tested the people, but I'm familiar enough with it um, and, you know, and able to kind of watch the, the team dynamics enough to recognize what the individual's Enneagram type generally is. I can imagine, especially where you're going through this all the time, you can kind of just see the lights in people's eyes as you get to the one that finally makes sense to them. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, um, and, and it's really um, interesting too, because you can also, once you have this model, you can also use it as a team diagnostic tool. Because, you know, if you have a lopsided team, say you have a team with a lot of type five. Well, type five is the very cerebral analytical type. Um, that And step five in problem solving is where you go in and do the you know, detailed analytical analysis of the various proposed ideas. You do the pro-con analysis, the cost-benefit analysis. That's where you do um, that, that analysis of the ideas. Now, if you have a team that has a bunch of fives on it, they're going to love that step, right? Um, and because everybody wants to play to their strength and everybody's focused on that, you can get a team dysfunction of paralysis by analysis. And it's really, it's really interesting to watch how, you know, these, you know, cliches that we, we know, you know, like, um, uh, you know, uh, ready, uh, ready, fire, aim, <laughs> for instance. You know, there's all these little cliches that we have to describe, um, you know, how, how some teams operate. And Enneagram, as a diagnostic tool, will show you, oh, well, they have a lot of that particular Enneagram style, and that's what's causing that particular behavior. And then, you know, to rectify that, though, is just say, we're going to spend an appropriate amount of time in each step, not get stuck on any one step, and continue to move through all nine to get to the goal. So, step one is no more important than step nine. Is there then a step that goes beyond step nine, or is it just, and then you finish step nine and, you, and you've reached the goal, the success? Well, you know, for those familiar with the Enneagram, you'll know that the Enneagram is a circle. So, um, what it's really describing is a, a system of continuous improvement because step nine, step, step eight is the step where you actually get to action and, you know, solve the problem and get to the goal. Step nine is where you go back in 
and you assess how effective the solution was at meeting you know everybody's individual goals and so you're essentially it's it's the project debrief step where you assess how well you did and you have and as you're having those conversations in step nine of you know how well did we do do we have any um, you know unintended consequences or new problems right those those will come up in step nine and that's why the Enneagram is a circle because nine leads right back in to step one it's like oh there's a new problem now we need to go and fix that which brings back another one of those sayings that are said all the time and that's that um, you know you always have to be growing <laughs> that's right that's right yeah it's a it's a um, essentially a, a system that that allows you to you know work through you know problem solving or growth or you know whatever but then to that step nine is that kind of point at which you you just assess how well you did and th so that you now know what's the next step what what's the next direction that you need to go in and um, and absolutely that it's such an important step in in working together um, learning you know from each other and from your activities and um, and growing and moving forward I love that and so the book is called teamwork 9.0 now I understand the name completely too. <laughs> yes, right. The little and, uh, play off of the nine, the nine points of the enneagram. Yeah, very brilliant. I love it. Um, and uh, people can get the book on Amazon. They they can. Yes, it's available on Amazon. Perfect. And if somebody wanted to go deeper with you, what would they do? Well, I would be happy to um, have a conversation with anybody who wants to learn more about this or um, is interested in uh, maybe um, learning more about the Enneagram or about how it can be applied to teams. Um, you can um, reach me at my website at evolutionaryteams.com. Um, I encourage you to check that out. And um, I also have a blog that you can um, sign up for and get the latest um, of what I'm working on and what I'm thinking about. And, um, and then uh, also, if, if you're interested, there's a, um, an Enneagram, a complimentary Enneagram quiz on the website as well for, for people who would like to um, start to explore what their Enneagram type is. Perfect. Well, I love that. So I do encourage everybody to get the book Teamwork 9.0 by Matt Schlegel. Matt, thanks so much for spending some time with us here on the show today. Well, thank you so much for having me, Steve. It was a real pleasure. Teamwork, really learning how to operate as a team, how to truly effectively, impactfully solve the problems and grow as a company. How powerful is that? How amazing will your company be when all of the people come together and operate together as a team looking to truly solve the problems? How will that help you live as a thriving entrepreneur? If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet, 
kind of feeling? Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. We were talking in the first segment about teamwork and about how to solve problems by creating a team environment in your company. And now I want to move it in a little more personal. How do we physically do some things that can change us to help us really solve the problems that we're dealing with in life. We all have them, especially in the realm of the physical, and we all need some tips and some tricks and some things to really solve that problem and show up powerfully in the physical form that we are, healthy, happy, um, and really transformed in all that we say and all that we do so that we can be a thriving entrepreneur. Join me in welcoming Lillian So. Hey Lillian, how are you doing today? I'm great, how are you? I am good, thanks. Tell us a little bit about you and how you show up in the world. Oh my goodness, that's a very, uh, there's a very big broad question, but uh, I guess I'll just jump in. (laughs) Um, I am a daughter of Korean immigrant parents. I was born and raised in Chicago. I'm currently uh, based in San Francisco, California. I've been here since 2007. And I started my career in fitness uh, and eventually, you know, over the course of my career, my journey, as I started doing my own personal and professional work, I started integrating lots of different legs of development, including personal development, you know, coaching, therapy, yoga, all the mind body modalities. Um, And so now at this point, I consider myself a facilitator of transformation. So whatever it is that you're trying to transform, whether it's your health, whether it's your money, your relationships, you know, just your entire life in general. General, I can help you with all of that. That's awesome. And your book is called So Empowered, Discover the Five Layers of the Body to Take Control of Your Life. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so the five layers of the body. So my book is called So Empowered, and obviously it's a playoff of my last name. So, um, you know, I'm also the founder of the So Method, and we have all these different pillars, you know, and they all start with the So. And so, It only made sense to name the book uh, So Empowered. And the five layers of the body is actually uh, a translation from yoga and yoga philosophy. So yoga philosophy teaches us about the five koshas and the kosha is a Sanskrit for sheaths or layers. And basically yoga teaches us that in order for us to truly come into wholeness, for us to truly come into enlightenment, actualization, wholeness, whatever you want to describe it, it's crucial for us to truly understand, integrate, and take care of all of the five layers of our body. And so I can break that down real quickly here. So a lot of times when we think of the body, we just think about our physical selves, right? We think of like, oh, my body, my physical body, my arms, my legs, my hair, my face, and so forth. But yoga teaches us that there's five layers. And those five layers is not only just your physical body, but there's your energetic body. There's the energy layer, the mental, emotional body, your thoughts and your feelings layer, your wisdom, spiritual body, which is the deep knowing and intuition that's always within you, those answers that you seek, your inner compass, Your fourth layer is, I'm sorry, your fifth, and then your fifth layer is your bliss layer. And your bliss layer is your heart center. It's the part of you uh, that knows, you know, what makes you happy, what lights you up. It's the things that bring you joy. Connecting to your bliss layer, it also brings you, you know, into the present moment while also helping you tap into, you know, the things that make you happy. So your physical, energetic, mental, emotional, spiritual wisdom, and your bliss layer are the five aspects of the body. I love it. And so 
um, is it more of like a uh, holistic medical type of a guide or is it more of like a spiritual transformation kind of a guide? Yeah, I think of it as all of the above. So first things first, I would consider my book almost like a human operating manual. You know, uh, I always think of my clients who are parents and whenever they talk about parenting, they always say, you know, kids don't come with an operating manual. There are just certain things that you can only learn through experience as you're going through the journey, as you're going through the process, as you, you know, deal with colds as they come up and, you know, various illnesses and various, you know, communication problems and whatnot. You just kind of learn as you go. And you know, they always talk about there's, there, you know, the, how there isn't an operating manual for that. Um, but, you know, to me, my book is kind of the opposite of that. It's like, actually, there is an operating manual uh, for a human being. And and as, a, as an adult, how you can take care of yourself in all the ways, uh, my book is serves as kind of like an operating manual, right? Like, how do I take care of my body? How do I take care of my energy? How do I take care of my thoughts and feelings, my spirit, my bliss center, so that I can transform myself and my life to be the best version that I possibly can be so that I can access my potential, so that I can transform myself to the highest version best being of myself that I can possibly fathom so not only is it a literal step-by-step -step guide and human operating manual but it is also an opportunity to truly transform yourself from the inside out and the outside in hmm, love it so of course the person has to get a book to get all five layers of it but give us just a little taste of some of the things we can learn in the book yeah absolutely so obviously you know first things first I talk about how, you know, you are a whole being and in order for us to truly, you know, come into our fullest health, happiness, uh, potential, we have to take care of all of ourselves. You know, a lot of times people come in to work with me, you know, the, the people that I typically work with are already high achievers. They've already checked off a lot of the boxes and, you know, maybe for some of them, they've done really well in their career, but they can't seem to get their health together. Right. Um, maybe, you know, they've really got their health together and they've, you know, really good about having a good exercise regimen and so forth. And they're really focused, you know, on, on doing the tasks at hand, but they have communication issues with their partner or, um, maybe they do all of those things, but they just never know how to have fun. And because of that, they don't really feel a lot of fulfillment. And so what I teach is that by integrating and by taking care of all five of those layers, you can truly feel that full, whole body, whole being health and happiness uh, that we ultimately all seek. And so uh, with that said, you know, it's very easy to get started. Um, something that I always say is, you know, the, your physical body, taking care of your physical body is actually the lowest hanging fruit because you live in your physical body. You have to wake up every day. You got to eat, you know, you got to drink water. So taking care of your physical body is really, you know, the, the easiest, lowest hanging fruit. And I'll go through each layer one by one and, you know, give a couple tips on, you know, what you can do and, and how you can take care of it. Um, but the physical layer being the lowest hanging fruit, you know, and this is all inside the book, by the way, but these are, you know, some things that you can start right away that can make such a huge difference that most people, you know, don't even do is I know this is going to sound crazy, but it's just simply drinking water, drinking all the water, staying hydrated, making sure that you're nourishing yourself with protein and fat at every meal. And then moving your body regularly, getting in your body, something that I always say is don't think of it as exercise, but instead think of it as movement. Think of it as just simply connecting to and getting inside of your body. And then last but not least, sleep. So water, hydration, nutrition, and it's not about a diet. I'm not about diets. I, you know, I'm so not about diets, but hydration, you got to hydrate your body. You got to eat well, you got to make sure you have protein and fat so that your body can do the things that you want it to do. You got to move it so that you're keeping all of your, you know, wheels and, you know, engines and all your pulleys and levers moving smoothly. And, you know, you got to sleep so that you can restore and have energy for the next day and the day after and so forth. Um, so that's how you can literally start uh, right away by starting to take care of yourself. You know, taking care of your physical body really is the lowest hanging fruit. Um, would you like me to go on to the other layers as well and give a, a yeah, just a, give us a couple uh, quick examples on each of those. 
Yeah. So the energetic body, which is the second layer of the body, uh, is your energy, right? So when you think about like, oh, I have zero energy or like, oh my God, I feel so energetic today or like, oh, I feel so high energy or, or, you know, maybe you feel a lot of fatigue, right? That's all energy. Energy is your life source. It's what keeps you going. And one of the easiest ways that we can actually maintain, preserve and sustain our energy is by setting boundaries, Okay, so not only can you do that by sleeping well and eating well and moving right at the physical layer, but you can also really take care of your energetic layer by setting boundaries. And, you know, many of your listeners may have heard about boundaries before. Maybe it sounds really cliche, but boundaries are really stating what's okay and what's not okay. A lot of times, especially as high achievers or overachievers, we can tend to be people pleasers and say yes to projects that we really don't want to do, or maybe take on more than we can chew and then end up overwhelming ourselves, depleting ourselves and burning ourselves out. And so really knowing what your boundaries are, really knowing what's okay, really knowing what's not okay, and then stating those and letting your coworkers, your family members, your friends and family know, hey, I have a hard step at 10 o'clock. Hey, I really can't take on this project. You know what? I'm really spread thin. I won't be available for this until Tuesday. Those are all examples of setting boundaries. And that is how you can take care of your energy right away, like starting right now. So you know, take something off your calendar, tell somebody no, tell somebody what your schedule is so that they don't just you know book endless amounts of time with you and so forth. Um, your third mental, emotional body is your thoughts and feelings. And now we can talk about thoughts and feelings, you know, for hours, because obviously we're always, you know, moving through data and information all throughout the day. We're always thinking and feeling something. But one of the ways that we can really uh, get a handle on this mental, emotional body is to truly become aware of how we feel and acknowledge how we feel. I think a lot of times as high performance and overachievers, we tend to override our feelings. We tend to ignore our feelings and we simply just don't make time for them, right? Because we have too much to do. We have too many responsibilities that we often think like, oh my God, I don't have time right now to think about my feelings or I don't have time right now to feel my feelings. It's like, I don't have time for that. I've literally had clients say, I think feelings are useless. I have too many things to do. You know, like it's going to take away from my productivity. And it's like, whoa, 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 hold on a minute. If you don't take care of your mental, emotional body, you're going to get bogged down. You're going to eventually, you know, be overloaded with stress thoughts. This is how you end up having insomnia at night. This is how your brain ends up not shutting off because you have so many things that you have not given attention to that end up getting backed up in the queue throughout the day. So acknowledging your feelings, naming them, making time for reflection, writing in your journal, you know, reflecting on what's coming up, what you're feeling, what you're thinking, all of that is a great way to take care of your mental, emotional body. Now, your wisdom spiritual body is your connection to your gut feeling, your intuition. It's the deep knowing inside of you that's always guiding you. You know, you may have heard it as like an inner compass or your gut or your intuition. But we all have that. We all have a deep wisdom inside of us that's always trying to show us the way and lead us to the next right action, to the next point of focus or clarity for our lives. And we, we get very much disconnected from that, once again, through taking on too many projects that we don't really care about, you know, taking on too many responsibilities, not setting boundaries, not taking care of our bodies, and so forth. And so one really, really simple way that you can get in touch with your wisdom, spiritual layer body is just getting out in nature, actually. It's getting out in nature and just connecting with nature as it is, you know, nature is not really trying to, uh, it's not really trying to be productive. It's not trying to problem solve. It's not, you know, like gossiping with each other, you know, uh, I mean, maybe trees do talk to each other, but you know, you get what I'm saying, but, you know, just getting out in nature just allows you to tap into the natural wisdom of, dare I say, like just the universe. It just allows you to just tap into just the natural energies around you and it can help you find a little more clarity and find a little more peace and truth in those times where you may feel very muddled and confused about where you're going with your life. So creating that space, getting out in nature, creating silence can actually help you tap more into your wisdom. 
And then last but not least, your bliss center is really your connection to what brings you joy. It's what brings you to the present moment. It's what helps you really remember why you're doing everything in the first place. You know, something that I always say is if you're not having fun, like what's the point of the grind? What's the point of doing anything that we do? And so tapping into our bliss center is so extremely important. And we should be tapping into that every single day in some way, shape or form, whether it's exchanging a laugh or a joke with somebody or just being silly, being in the moment, you know, uh, if you have pets, you know, playing, having a moment with your dogs, if, if you have children, you know, having a moment to just be silly with your kid, having a dance, a random dance party before dinner. Um, so, you know, an easy way for you to tap into your bliss is simply just jot down, like, when's the last time you felt really good? When's the last time someone made you smile? When's the last time you felt really happy? And what were some of those elements? You know, you have to do a little reflection on that. And once you start to, you know, make like a short list of all the ways that you were able to tap into a joy and happiness and bliss, then go and create, carve out time for that, you know, on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, so that uh, you don't get caught up in the day-to-day -day grind and forget, you know, to have fun and forget why you're doing all this in the first place, because, you know, we shouldn't just be here on this earth in this lifetime to just work until we die. You know, we should also enjoy and, you know, connect to our bliss regularly. That is, you know, without that, it's, it's so meaningless. And that's how so many people feel so lost and purposeless. So um, finding things that bring you joy, even if it's a five minute dance party, even if it's, you know, connecting with your friend that always makes you laugh, even if it's just making time for you to feel goofy in your body, you know, dancing, uh, you know, singing a song while you're in the shower, all those things are ways to connect to your bliss. And that's it. Those are the five layers. That's a, a little simple way to tap into each one of those layers. I love that. Thank you so much. The book is called So Empowered. I love the little play on your name. Um, it was a number one bestseller on Amazon. Um, tell people if they want to get in contact with you, how they can go deeper with you. Yeah, you can always uh, find me, reach reach out to me anytime. I'm very, very much available on the internet everywhere. You can obviously do all the Google searching, Lillian So and whatnot, but you can go to the book's website. You can go to soempoweredbook.com or you can also go to thesomethod.com. So the So Method is my proprietary process that I take my clients through for change and transformation. And so you can find all the information there. You can book a call. You can uh, easily access me that way, thesomethod.com. So it's the so method.com. You can also find me on social media channels, Instagram at meet Lillian. So, uh, or at SoFit SF. I hope to see you soon. Love it. Thanks for being on the show here with us today, Lillian. Thank you. I would love for somebody to do hashtag thriving entrepreneur and tell me one thing you learned that's going to help you transform how you show up physically in this world, how you can take better care of yourself physically. Please do let me know. I look forward to seeing that on whichever social media you use. And I really love us moving forward together to truly solve the problem and to live as a thriving entrepreneur. We're going to take our next commercial break and then we'll be right back here on Thriving Entrepreneur. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com, schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free, it's guaranteed, it's proven, we've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve, reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now, what are you waiting for? Grab a pen, here we go. All you gotta do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. 
Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today as we talk about truly solving the problems. Now, sometimes it goes beyond uh, changing skill sets in our business and in our personal life. Sometimes we need to find actual healing for actual things that we're dealing with physically. And we need to know how to truly solve that problem too. That's where my last guest is going to come in and give us some really powerful ways to truly solve the problem when you're having issues that deal specifically with health crises in your own life. Listen as I talk to my next guest. Join me in welcoming Brent Michael Phillips. Hey, Brent, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm so excited to be here. This is awesome. Well, thanks for joining us. Tell us a little bit about who you are and how you show up in the world. Well, you know, it's funny that I never thought I'd end up doing what I do today, being a full-time energy healing practitioner and spiritual teacher, because my background is I'm a huge nerd. So long story short, I grew up loving Star Trek and Star Wars and Dungeons and Dragons and all that. Ended up in college at MIT, and that's where I fell in love with the internet, which sounds funny today, but back then in the 80s, no one had ever heard of it. So Long story short, I made the internet the focus of my studies, went on to grad school, became part of the World Wide Web Consortium, and I was doing some really amazing work, uh, left grad school to make my fortune, and uh, it all went well for a while. I recruited my lifelong best friend. We started an internet company. We did the very first website for the launch of the Sony PlayStation. We did the first website for Disneyland, for Nissan Motors. It was really exciting, and then it caught up to me that... I wanted to be successful so badly, I was willing to do almost anything, work any amount. And I had been pushing myself to the limit, working 60, 70, 80 hours a week with no vacations, no breaks, and my body broke down. And uh, I'll keep it real short. Long story short, I spent the next three years in intensive physical therapy, and then the doctors gave up on me. They told me it was impossible for me to recover my health. And at 27 years old, I was put on lifetime disability and essentially sent home to die. And I didn't really want to accept that, though after a little bit of uh, day drinking and uh, drug abuse, I got turned on to the law of attraction to alternative medicine. And so I hit that hard for the next five years. I was there living in my parents' basement, running around to all these alternative doctors, but they couldn't help me either. And it was so frustrating. And the real breakthrough came years later after I had had an experimental surgery that left my right arm totally paralyzed. After four months of therapy, couldn't get my arm to move, I went to see this crazy healer lady named Terry. And she talked to me about the power of the subconscious and how our minds and subconscious beliefs create our life and did all this subconscious clearing with me. And at the end of our session, she went into a trance for about a minute and said, okay, I'm going to go take care of your arm now. And I'm like, sure, lady, whatever, right? <laughs> I didn't expect anything to happen. And about a minute later, she never even touched me. It was all done from across the room. I felt this loud pop and crack in my elbow and I could move my arm again. And so that was the miracle that hooked, into, hooked me into my current career, which I've been doing for about 20 years now. And I studied with her. I learned everything she had to teach me. Uh, unfortunately, she passed away about 10 years ago, but I've done my best to take that light and shine it out to the world because there's so many incredible things that our minds and our bodies can do that most of us have no idea about. Most of us have no idea how powerful we are, the enormous changes we can make, how we can heal our bodies. And so it's my goal to be here to talk about this because I wanna bring the things I learned from her that saved my life, that gave me a second chance to the world. Because there's a lot of people in very dark places now. And you know what? I think we all need all the help we can get. So your book is called The Formula for Miracles. Uh, tell us a secret. What is The Formula for Miracles? Well, The Formula for Miracles was decoded by me slowly over the course of about 10 years. Because this is what had happened. After I had had my first miracle with Terry, where my arm literally instantly healed, gave me my life back. I was so enthralled, I learned everything she had to teach. But it was kind of funny. I went into it thinking, oh, learning new age stuff should be easy. Because... I had straight A's in the most difficult major at the most competitive university on the planet. And I figured this has got to be easy, but it wasn't, it was really hard. I couldn't do it at all at first. And I learned later why I was so stuck in my head. I was living entirely from ego and willpower. 
but I had no idea because most of us are in that boat. We're living entirely from ego, but I have no idea what that means or how to live differently. And so I wasn't able to do the incredible things she could, at least not at first. So I took a different approach. I said, okay, I don't have a talent like my teacher does, but I do have a world-class education and background in science and engineering. So I took it upon myself to reverse engineer the masters. And I spent the next 10 years going all around the world, finding the great teachers, the gurus, the mystics, the intuitives, the healers. And I tried to learn everything they had to teach. And little by little, I filtered it through what I call my new age fluff filter. And what came out the other side is what today we call the formula for miracles. It's a bunch of little pieces we put together that allow us to literally create miracles in our lives. Let me give you one piece right now for the listeners. One of the things I discovered was that these people that could do these incredible things, right? The gurus, the mystics, the, 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 these people that had miracles to their names, they were all accessing a waking theta brainwave. And so part of my journey was to understand that and learn how to reverse engineer it. Now, there's more to miracles than just the brainwave, just like there's more to an airplane than building an engine but it's a really important piece. And my take on it is I want to bring the world of science, engineering, rational thought to this mysticism, to the new age, to the religion, to find what really works. Because to me, consciousness is technology, just like electronics and the internet and cell phones are technology. And if you learn how to work with it, you can do incredible things. Because after all, a hundred years ago, it would have sounded insane completely magical to have a device in your hand that could do math and store images and allow you to communicate in real time with people around the world. But we all have that today in our smartphones with the internet. I want to do the same thing with consciousness, show people how to decode their mind, how to reach into the subconscious, how to connect beyond the ego to a higher source of power. And with that, I think we can do things that are far more incredible and more life transformative than even the cell phone in your pocket. So of course the person needs to get the book in order to be able to go through all of it, but give us just a little taste. What's one little thing we could do right now today to begin to formulate miracles in our own life? Sure. One thing, another little piece of it is we must obey what's called the law of exchange. In other words, one of the biggest mistakes beginning healers and light workers make is they go around and try to force their work on people for free. They try to get their cousin, their best friend, their roommate to sit down so they can do healing on them and show them how awesome it is. That doesn't work. Why? There is a law of exchange that things are only as valuable as the mental value we put upon it. So when you learn something incredible like healing and you try to force it on people for free, it's going to stall it's gonna fail, it's not gonna give good results. So whenever you're going to do something for someone like this, if it's energy healing, spiritual work, you must require exchange. Now, it doesn't have to be money. Now, if you're a full-time professional like me, of course it's money, right? Just like a professional plumber wants to be paid with money, but there needs to be something. If you want someone to do healing for you, you better do something for them back, give them a ride for the airport, take care of their cat when they're out of town, something like that. And that's just another one of these little pieces I found that put all together, we can really move mountains. We really can find our purpose, heal our bodies, find wealth, find prosperity, find love. But we've got to be willing to get out of our own way. And for anybody that wants to learn more, you can go on my website at awakeningdynamics.com. You'll see links there if you want to get my book, it's available. But even more importantly, I would love for anyone that's interested to join me for one of my live Healathon webinars, because I don't want to just put new knowledge in your head. I want to put new experiences in your heart. I want to entrain you into the quantum field live so you can experience these things for yourself. I want to walk you through how to access and clear the subconscious so you can start to unleash your potential because this is new and it's different and it really works, but it only works if you give it a chance. How often do you do these uh, sessions? Usually uh, about eight times a year. So just hop over to my website. There should be the next date of the next live webinar right there on the homepage and a big button to click on to register. 
And anybody that's interested in learning more, you can always just surf my website at awakeningdynamics.com or reach out to me at by email to support at awakeningdynamics.com. And I'd be happy to be your guiding your mentor on this journey. So to end us off, give us um, some words of encouragement about how we really actually can live in health. You know, there's an old saying that it's always darkest before the dawn. And I found at multiple points in my life, when there seemed to be no hope, when you seem to have tried everything and nothing worked, usually then that's when a door opens. And often it's something innocuous. The only reason I found Terry and experienced a life-changing miracle that not only gave me my health back, but also gave me a wonderful new career was because I had seen an email forwarded to me by my aunt who knew her. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. I could have ignored it. I could have said, you know what? I've worked with the best doctors and acupuncturists and so on in the last eight years, and no one's been able to do anything for me. So I would say to everyone listening, you can get to where you want to be for sure. The only question is, are you going to give up before you get there? So don't give up. Keep trying. You never know when the next phone call, the next email, the next link you hit might change your life. Mm, that's so good. I appreciate that a lot. Well, Brent, I really appreciate you spending some time with us here on the show today. This has been awesome. Glad to be part of it. How will your life be different when the physical ailments that you deal with could actually find a true solution to the problem? When we truly solve the problems of the things that we're dealing with physically, it allows us the capability to be able to show up in the world, to be more powerful, to be more effective, to do more of the thing that we are called to do to make the difference that only you can make in this world. I admire you for all that you're doing right here, right now where you are. And I applaud you for taking the step today to truly solve the problems of the things that are standing in your way for you showing up even more, making even greater of an impact and a bigger of a difference in this world. Thank you so much for you being you. Thank you for all that you do in the world, the amazing individual that is you, because you need to thrive. You need to live thriving and truly free. Free from all of the things that have been a problem in your life, a holdback, things that have kept you from living as the very best version of yourself. You need to be freed from that. You need to allow yourself to release into the truly free and be thriving. Whether it be in your business or in your personal life, whether it be an emotional health thing or a physical health thing, that you truly solve the problem and you truly absolutely thrive in all that you do because you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose. And the world, oh, oh, the world needs you. They need the truly free, massively powerful, increasingly, incredibly, abundantly blessed version of you that is out there getting it done, making the difference in this world that only you can make. Truly, empowered, truly free, with a mechanism to know that life isn't problem-free, that it isn't a situation where things don't come up, but it is a situation where you have a method in place to truly solve problems, to be truly free, and to live as a thriving entrepreneur. I'm so glad for this time that we get to spend together. Each time we are together, it is such a blessing. And I hope until we're together again next time that you are happy, safe, warm, and loved, that you live thriving and truly free, and that in all you do, you are a thriving entrepreneur. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. 
If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet, kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. You